BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to the Great America Sunday Show. Thanks for being with us. A big week ahead for President Donald Trump and his quest to win back the White House on November 5th. The first primary in the nation is Tuesday in New Hampshire. A decisive win for President Trump will almost certainly end the Republican primary process. Big donors stop funding their loser candidates and people in later primary states who are supporting DeSantis or Haley will likely stay home because they know it's over. Personally, I'd prefer these primaries keep going all the way through. President Trump gains immensely from it. The national Marxist media has to pay attention to him, his polls, and his results in the primaries. President Trump crushes the wannabe rivals. His poll numbers go higher as the Marxist medias go lower in their coverage. And I believe voters are loving these Trump victories. We don't have to hear the braying experts of the commentariat, the so-called political analysts who are really just pushing their favorite candidate or cause. Let the voters speak, and when they speak, I love it. I don't love the Bidens, by the way, Hunter Biden's sugar daddy and Hollywood lawyer, Kevin Morris, telling House investigators in a closed-door deposition that he had, quote, no ulterior motive in mind when he developed a financial relationship with Hunter Biden. It's worth noting, since meeting Hunter in 2019, Morris has paid Hunter's IRS debts. He reportedly loaned him about $5 million for housing, car payments, legal fees, and you know what else. Morris also took control of Hunter's 10% stake in a Chinese state-backed fund, BHR Partners, but no ulterior motive, says Morris. Congress avoiding a government shutdown by passing a stopgap funding bill until March instead of a full budget. Speaker Mike Johnson, who's been nothing short of disappointing, wouldn't sign on with Chuck Schumer on border funding this time. That's a good thing. There's hope. 
We'll revisit the issue in March. Our guest today is Congressman Andy Biggs. He sits on the House Oversight Committee and the House Judiciary Committee, where he is the chairman of the Judiciary Subcommittee on Crime and Federal Government Surveillance. Congressman, great to have you back with us. Let me start with the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, who apparently has this time stood up and taking a strong stand against the Langford border plan from the Senate. Your thoughts about Speaker Johnson and what looks like to be a, well, a rare adherence to principle. Well, yeah, I mean, in the House, if he were to go against that, there'd be a massive revolt because uh, that plan, the Lankford plan is so bad, Lou. And I think, I don't know if you want to get into it, but it's just really a bad, bad plan. But here's the deal. Okay, so uh, I, I view Mike Johnson as a golden retriever. He's like a golden retriever. This isn't going to end well, is it? <laughs> we we happen to have a golden retriever in my house, and um, this golden retriever, like all golden retrievers, very nice, very kind. Everybody loves the golden retriever. Everybody wants to pet it, and the dog is so so obliging. But you can't get the darn dog to fight. You know, I mean, if, if you wanted, it, it wouldn't fight to save itself. Uh, but occasionally, um, it'll it'll kind of raise its paws and do something. And 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 thank goodness that he, that the speaker is raising his paws against the Langford plan, uh, because other than that, uh, you know, the dog, a, a golden retriever, likes to get its belly rubbed and roll over and that type of thing. And unfortunately, we have a speaker who's kind of like a golden retriever right now. Well, I, I'm sure he's going to appreciate the metaphor. Uh, it, it's, and I have to say, I can't. I can't imagine how you could have had two speakers in a row who were having so much trouble uh, with their own courage, uh, with their own set of principles, uh, which I wouldn't would have expected to reflect the principles of the of the conference. I, I don't understand what is going on in the House of Representatives or your conference. What's it going to take? I guess what I'm saying is you can't be a very good leader if you can't follow. I've always believed that that axiom. Uh, he was apparently a, a cherished follower, but he also can't lead, apparently. I don't understand the issue. Well, you know, I'll take it back. And you throw Paul Ryan in there and you had three. Oh, boy. You had three guys that really took us the wrong class. You know, let's go back to John Boehner. If you go back to John Boehner, at least John Boehner, on a few things was willing to say, this is where we're going. We're not going further. And and nobody in this conference and he would fight. He would lead, you know, on a few things. Right. Um, I just I, I'm st I'm stunned by it myself, uh, you know, and and but I'm going to tell you something that, what, that I've decided that, that I think I've realized it's taken me a while to realize it. These guys that are like that are the leaders, the speakers. They actually reflect the conference. I'm sad, I'm sad to say that, but I, I got to believe that they reflect a significant number of the conference. They don't reflect me, of course, and they don't reflect, oh, I would say a third or more of the conference, but they seem to represent enough of the conference to be able to, to, to get elected, these guys. And uh, that's, the, that's the saddest part for me is, is not that he is not leading, but that he may actually be, quite frankly, he and McCarthy and Ryan, they may actually have reflected the conference, though I never felt that they were reflecting me. 
or my constituents. Yeah, I guess there is that. Uh, and that is a sorry, sorry situation. I can't understand how people in your conference can say, you know, the border is in crisis uh, and then go back to their offices and and just do business as usual without taking on the issue. Uh, right. Why why is there any question in the minds of uh, people? I don't care whether rhinos are uh, conservatives. The reality is that border is under the control of the Mexican drug cartels and the Chinese communists who are making who are mixing up all of the fentanyl. This isn't complicated stuff. Uh, either you you deal with that reality and stop funding it, but don't sit there and whine about it or talk to your just your you know do a little radio and uh, TV pieces for uh, your constituents complaining about it. And then go ahead and and fund the appropriations. Just you know, it's all fine. We'll give you a continuing resolution. How about an omnibus? You can spend like the Dickens until uh, as long as you want. This is a This is purely hypocritical, uh, deceitful, uh, and gutless. Yeah, I, I view it as being a really cynical approach to governance. Um, so so what they do is they 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 have a big deal down on the border. OK, we got to do something. And then they say we're going to need to get some new policy. Right, Lou, as if policy is going to change it. Policy will not change this. This is a lawless administration. Even if they sign something into law, this administration knows they're going to gamble on a couple of things. Number one, that uh, nobody's going to sue them when they don't enact that policy. And if somebody does sue them, that it's going to carry out past the next election, right? So so they really don't mind because the next election between now and then you'll have five million illegal aliens will have come in. My position is go ahead and shut the government down. But we have you cannot believe the number of people in our conference that are scared to death if you say the word shut the government down because they say, oh, I won't ever get elected again. Well, at some point you have to say, let's shut the government down because we happen to care about the, the country more than we even care about our own next election, right? So so today, I'll give you a, a heads up. I'm introducing legislation today to protect against the this, this, this short, the shutdown scaredy cats. And what it does is it says, you know, first of all, you and I both know Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, that keeps getting funded anyway. There's already a statute on the books. So my bill says, OK, but we're going to keep funding the vets, the armed forces, ICE, CBP, the air traffic controllers and TSA. But other than that, we're not funding anything. We're not going to fund anything. And then, and then you can go back and say, we funded 80% of the government. We funded the things that have to be funded to protect our rights, our military, et cetera. Right. But we're not going to fund the, the Green New Deal crap or the FBI spying on you. We're going to stop that until the border's enforced. Well, let me just say, hallelujah. We're talking with Congressman Andy Biggs. We're coming right back to learn more about his legislation. Stay with us. Lou Dobbs here. I'm delighted to let you all know that the program Lou Dobbs Tonight has returned to the air. That's right. Lou Dobbs Tonight is back. We're live each and every weeknight at 7 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Central on rumble.com slash Lou Dobbs. That's rumble.com slash Lou Dobbs. I hope you'll be joining us for Lou Dobbs Tonight as our fight to save this country has only begun. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? 
Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Back now with Congressman Andy Biggs and Congressman, tell us what you what you intend and what you think will be the result, uh, the response of the conference. Well, so what I'm intending to do is take away the argument that we can't do a government shutdown to save the border, save the country by closing the border. So I'm saying, okay, well, if you're afraid of that, let's fund the things that we have to have: veterans, military, mm -hmm. uh, etc. And then we won't fund this other garbage, this bureaucracy that's run amok, that's destroying the country anyway. And we won't begin funding any of that until there's actual border security enforcement, not policy, but actual enforcement where you're turning people away at the border or you're you're maybe you're removing people finally from from who are illegally in the country. I think I'm trying to take away that argument, but I'm also trying to say the only leverage we have is the purse strings. And, and so if you do those two things, I think we have a shot. The, the speaker has actually presented my, my plan to, to a significant portion of the conference. I've gotten positive feedback, but the, but the reality is um, you have some people who said absolutely no, no way, no how, not going to do it. We got new start programs. We've got to fund for the military industrial complex. And we're not going to set those aside for six months until we secure the border. We, we got to have that. I mean, I, I understand their arguments, but they don't understand the existential crisis at the border. I don't think they understand the American people either. I mean, this right now, Donald Trump coming off a huge win, a historic win in, in Iowa. In, in the Iowa caucuses on his way to New Hampshire, where he's going to be battling toe to toe uh, John Sununu, uh, who, you know, this this snarky little attack dog uh, for the rhinos, uh, loved, beloved everywhere by the establishment. Uh, and that it's going to he's going to crush him there as well. He's, he's going to be the next the next president, I believe, firmly. How in the world can this conference be such a. So mealy mouth, so gutless, uh, failing to adhere to basically America first policies and MAGA, because that's obviously what the American people want. Joe Biden has the lowest approval ratings of any any president in modern history. And President Trump is scoring now historic victories in the primary process. And, you know, the Congress isn't held in high esteem either by the American public. I just can't see why, how these forces don't coalesce around. Let's do the right thing. That should be the mantra for everyone. Yeah, that's my that's what I've told the speaker. I've expressed myself to the speaker very clearly. I said, 
Look, your budget plan is a, is a disaster because, you know, for we, I won't get into it unless you want me to, but I, I told them, I said, it's going to be over, it's going to be almost unanimous from the Democrat side. And you're going to lose 70 to 100 votes on the Republican side. And so that's a big, huge, embarrassing defeat. Why not at least do a plan like mine or a, a plan where you're, you're, you're bending the trajectory of spending down and solving the border pro problem? And then if you lose some some of our, our uh, more uh, moderate type types in the, in the House and they say, well, we're going to go with the Democrats and, and pass our own bill out, at least you would have stood up. At least you would have done it on principle. At least you would have shown that there is a distinction and that being a Republican actually means something. And being a, an American first Republican means something. At least you would have demonstrated that because we're going to probably lose one way or the other. Why not lose with dignity, honor, and fight as and opposed to capitulation? And a sense of responsibility to the, to the nation, to the republic. Yeah. To the American people. You know, I was just thinking, maybe you ought to have a banner. Give courage and principle a chance. <laughs> just simply that. Uh, it, it, it put it, uh, you know, over the entrance there. I guess you, you can't put up too many banners on, <laughs> in the House. But, you know, I, I don't know. You know, we're sitting here. I'm, I'm laughing about it. Uh, but it's laughing at the absurdity that we yeah. have 435 members of Congress and uh, and frankly, a tragic, pitiful handful like you uh, who are willing to stand up for the country. You've got people running from their elections, running from their uh, donors. They're scared to death of their shadows, and they're wanting to come across as big, tough, bad, uh, you know, principled uh, Republicans. They're not. They're, they're what you said. I mean, they're, they're milk toast and marmalade. They're... Well, there's certainly you don't mean to offend marmalade, but there it yeah, is. Yeah, you know, I happen to like marmalade. Go easy on the marmalade, will you? And I actually, I like milk toast. That was a that, that was a comfort food, Lou. Come on, you're killing my comfort food. But but anyway, when when you start looking at this, I, I'm 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 often baffled by it because I'll see people write stuff and they'll say, uh, some of my colleagues will say, these guys just they're here to yell and scream. No, we're not here to yell and scream. We're here to affect change. And um, that's why we introduce legislation to affect change. That's why we fight on the floor. That's why we use the, the, the tools of, of procedure to try to slow things down. That's all, like we did last week. Twelve of us stand up and say, we're not going to let you do, bring this to the floor. They, they can't understand that. That's what, and, and I'm the one who's baffled because I don't understand how you can't fight. How you can't fight? This gets back to the golden retriever thing. I mean, I got this golden retriever. Everybody wants to pet the golden retriever, but but it's a big enough dog to fight. And so I, I find myself just saying, why don't you want to fight? Why don't you want to fight for the country? And, and they just think I'm I'm outrageous, I guess. Well, and, and, you know, speaking of, you know, people yelling and all of this, I've never heard you raise your voice. I don't think any of your colleagues have. Uh, it would be my bet. Uh, and I, I just really can't understand why logic, reason, and facts don't present themselves meaningfully to these uh, members of the Republican conference who are, they're really worse than rhinos, but let's call them rhinos and give them some little credit. Uh, it, it's it's a sad thing to watch. Yeah, think of it, Lou, think of it this way. if if. If you're in New York and you have a district that Biden won by a few points or what, maybe a lot, I don't know. 
But Democrats, independents, and Republicans all care about two issues, number one and two. They care about the border and they care about the economy. And what is devastating New York City right now? It is, it is certainly the, um, the border issue has come up right up to New York City or Chicago or Detroit and all these places. And they're puking. That, the and economy they're is also touching them. Coming up now, Donald Trump is roaring full speed ahead into the primaries. America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Up next with his take, stay with us right here on The Great America Show. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's home equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Thank you for staying with us on the Great America Sunday Show. Joining us now, as promised, America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Rudy, thank you for being with us. Let's start with what's going on, first of all, on the campaign trail, because I'm still excited about that huge victory for President Trump and the Iowa caucuses, because it shut up a bunch of idiots in the left-wing media. A historic win, more than doubling the previous record margin of victory. Your thoughts about it, Rudy? Well, my thoughts are that this is so uh, ridiculous that, you know, they really they really uh, want to run against him. Right. You bet. And, and why are they indicted? Why do they indict him four times? They want to run against him. I mean, <laughs> you don't indict somebody four times that you want to run against. I mean, it's totally ridiculous. He frightens the living daylights out of them. That's why they're trying to hijack uh, uh, New Hampshire now by bringing in all kinds of Democrats to vote. I mean, last week. They were registering uh, Democrats as Republicans. They had up until Friday of last week to do that. And now they can get the independent-leaning Democrats to vote in the Republican primary. That's the only chance they have to narrow it. Among Republicans, Trump is probably beating them both by the same amount, 30, 35, 40%. So it's pretty clear the Republican Party wants Donald Trump as their standard bearer and their candidate. Uh, and uh, I don't know why Nikki Haley and DeSantis are trying to aid Joe Biden, who is clearly demented in, yeah. in being elected president again. Yeah, he's uh, his impairment is is obvious to all who pay any attention at all. Even a glance will tell you that. Uh, and as to uh, why why uh, Governor Ron DeSantis wants to be uh, made fun of for another week is beyond me. Uh, Nikki Haley is a distant uh, third from the president. Yeah. And she's acting like she is some sort of uh, hope for the Republican business establishment. Uh, it's just crazy. I, I hope she does better in uh, New Hampshire on what the causes of the Revolutionary War were. <laughs> <laughs> than she did on the causes of the Civil War. And, you know, she's in the state that per capita lost the most people in the Civil War. And uh, I, I believe it or not, uh, that one really hurt her there. I mean, it yeah. couldn't be a worse place for that kind of an ignorant statement. Yeah, ignorant is the, is, is the word, and ignorant she was. But what I can't figure out, 
is why she thought there was any other answer but slavery. I mean, they're just, I mean, what, what kind of decision tree do you go through to come up and leave out, I'm going to leave slavery out of the Civil War? It, it was mind-boggling. But, you know, she also pulled another good one, Rudy, and that's when she said that she changes personality depending on the state she's campaigning in. I I, I can't. Truth uh, speaks loudly, but that thing was roaring across uh, across the country. Sounds like Hillary when she tries to put on a, like a black accent. I probably. <laughs> well, at least she stopped short of that, at least as far as we know. Uh, and as we look at the president, I my gosh, Rudy, uh, we've both known him a long time. Uh, this man has got stamina. We knew that. He has got courage. He's He is strong as a bull. Uh, but what he's going through, what is he? He's in Iowa. Then the next thing he is in yeah, the courtroom. Then he is back uh, into New Hampshire campaigning. He does a rally that last night. Uh, and uh, and here he is, fresh as a daisy. You know, I probably know that part of him as well as anyone since I spent uh, virtually 24 hours a day with him for four months in 2016. I used to worry about him. I don't anymore. Uh, he thrives on this. Yeah. I mean, he gets better. The more it's, it's the strangest thing. And I, I, it's absolutely true. The more pressure, the better he gets. And he's improving if that's possible. His speech the other night was one of his best. His uh, his rally uh, the day or two before was one of his best. Right. And I was there at the first one. So I can rate them all. I mean, he's getting if it's possible, he's getting better. Yeah, he is. And you know where he showed showed me how much better he's gotten? He's in the courtroom with a judge who's just issued a gag <laughs> order against him, and he can't say anything about anything, and he had a list of about a dozen things, starting, of course, with Judge Engeron, who didn't want him talking about him at all. And he takes control of the closing arguments in the trial that Engeron is running like a kangaroo court or a Soviet-style show trial. And he just, he wipes the place clean uh, of all of the BS and pretense and says, you know, I'm an innocent man and you guys are a bunch of crooked fools. And he was right. Yeah, and now look at what's happening in Georgia. That thing is, is turning out, it's, it's like falling, falling apart completely with, uh, it looks like there's a chance. I mean, these are only allegations, so we'll have to say they're only allegations and they're presumed innocent. But so am I and the president, by the way, presumed it is that they're prosecuting us. Yeah, that worked out well, didn't it? Right. The, the two alleged lovers there want to put us in jail for the rest of our lives. That's and it, it is somewhat annoying if this is true, that they were making a fortune on trying to destroy us falsely. You know, it's one thing for it to be politics, but stealing all this money and the emphasis really should be on the stealing of the money, not their love affair, if there was one. That's a lot of money they were taking for very, very nice vacations. And they had an extra grand jury that wasn't necessary. That right. first grand jury that I appeared before couldn't recommend an indictment. Now, I know something about grand juries. I never heard one that couldn't recommend an indictment. So my guess is that was to kind of build up the expenses, get it from 300 to six or 700. 
Right. Well, six or seven hundred thousand dollars is what we're going to talk about next, because that's part of the interest. I, I fascinating set of subjects within this story. Uh, Fanny Willis, her uh, special, I, I call it her very own special uh, <laughs> counsel. Uh, we'll be taking that up uh, with Rudy Giuliani in just a moment. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Lou Dobbs here. I'm delighted to let you all know that the program Lou Dobbs Tonight has returned to the air. That's right. Lou Dobbs Tonight is back. We're live each and every weeknight at 7 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Central on rumble.com slash Lou Dobbs. That's rumble.com slash Lou Dobbs. I hope you'll be joining us for Lou Dobbs Tonight as our fight to save this country has only begun. We're back now. We're talking with Rudy Giuliani and uh, Rudy, the, the Fannie Willis uh, affair, I guess we could call it the Fannie Willis scandal. Uh, she is in a world of trouble. Uh, and her, I think you want to call him, I, I call him special counsel, uh, Mr. Wade. Uh, what do you call him? Very special. Very special. I think you're very special. We'll go with yours because very (laughs) special seems to be where he was. He's making this is a guy who doesn't really have a record of uh, excellence or accomplishment in law. Uh, In fact, he's never tried a federal case in his life. And somehow he's making over six hundred thousand dollars consulting the district attorney who, who is sponsored, of course, by George Soros. Well, he actually was brought in for a highly unusual grand jury. He he was brought in for a grand jury before the grand jury that could recommend to the grand jury, which accomplishes two things. It uh, doubles the expenses, so there's more money for vacations, allegedly, for Fannie and a very special counsel. But it also pushed the case over into the election year. So you got to watch that special grand jury very carefully. Now, and this probably was done with consultation with the White House, because the very special counsel who knows nothing about RICO, nothing about felony prosecutions, it's got to know something about politics, it goes down to the White House for two meetings with the White House, I think, counsel. So I've never, I've never heard of a case being coordinated with the White House counsel's office. Right. So what do you think they were coordinating about? Well, so it worked I, out for everybody. Uh, they they made allegedly lots of money so they could go to very fancy places. And they got it pushed right into the election year so they could interfere with the election. So it was like two for one for the Democrats there. And they could have boosted those that leverage, too, because if, if uh, Fannie and her very special counsel on those lavish vacations and to those extravagant uh, <laughs> bills that they were getting, uh, you know, if they were actually deducting that vacation because they were discussing the case, uh, I mean, that would be quite a remarkable. Well, we'll have to see. I mean, I do think the case has to be dismissed. Uh, how about a legal theory like it stinks? Like, say it again? It stinks to high heaven of corruption. Oops. I mean, it's, uh, but of course, what would you expect from Atlanta and Fulton County? I have said from the very beginning, going back to the election cases and everything else, uh, they picked very crooked Democratic cities to play their games. And uh, Fulton County would fit right in there. And that was typical of Fulton County. And I don't know where the hell the governor is 
except he's out of the country right now. Yeah, he's in Davos. I mean, you don't want to have Oh, yeah, he's in Davos. And meanwhile, his state is reeking of corruption. Yeah, reeking of corruption. And by the way, there is a hearing uh, that's going to be held as early as next month uh, on uh, on Fannie Willis and uh, and specifically on the issue of her very special counsel and where that money went. And we haven't even talked about that 14 and a half, well, $14.6 million that was a Department of Justice grant to her office, the district attorney's office in 2020. And where did that money go? Was it uh, being used to uh, go after Rudy Giuliani, uh, 16, 17 others, and President Trump? It's interesting that it lasted for three whole years now. Uh, and that this is very expensive. As you said, one grand jury is expensive. Two gets uh, to be lavish. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, excuse me, a little personal resentment since they want to put me in jail for the rest of my life. Yeah. But for doing nothing wrong but being a lawyer. I mean, it's a little extraordinary. They're the, it, looks at, it looks like the real allegations of crime are the prosecutors, not the people they're prosecuting. I, I, have you ever seen the like? I mean, the prosecutors, whether you're talking about DOJ prosecutors, whether you're talking about Fannie Willis in Fulton County, uh, whether you're talking about uh, Letitia James, the attorney general, uh, the Manhattan district attorney for crying out loud, this is outrageous. It's had yeah, yeah, they it's, pick, its they face. Pick. It's coordinated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I keep pointing out uh, Garland would not have picked Smith if he wanted an ethical prosecutor. Smith has a record as an unethical prosecutor documented by a nine nothing decision of the Supreme Court in which he was excoriated for uh, for prosecuting the governor of, uh, of Virginia, who then turned out to have his case thrown out nine nothing after his career was ruined. Yeah, so right. now if you're looking for, you know, a squeaky clean prosecutor, you don't go pick a guy with a record like that unless you're looking for a guy to fix a case for you. Yeah. How do you get a special uh, counsel, uh, a prosecutor uh, that's, you know, ethical and clean when most of the prosecutors, I would guess most of the criminal division of the Justice Department have been used up going after American citizens overcharging them uh, absolutely outrageously so that more the D.C. district courts can then over-sentence them and keep them in jail in perpetuity without a trial date as yeah. of three years after the event. They've done, they've done, uh, they've wrecked havoc on the uh, Justice Department, starting probably with Holder and, uh, and Obama. Mm -hmm. that, that's where I really, um, I think um, my, my friend and former colleague, uh, Mukasey, was probably the last real attorney general. Thanks, everybody, for being with us here today. Join us tomorrow for The Great America Show. Our guest will be the former chief of the Capitol Police on January 6th, Stephen Sund. And please join us for Lou Dobbs tonight, each and every weeknight on Rumble, Twitter, Frank's Beach, and more, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central, for Lou Dobbs tonight on rumble.com slash Lou Dobbs. Follow me on Truth Social at Lou Dobbs and on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight. Thank you, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless America.